So what's up, everyone? It's um, it's been a while since I did a podcast episode, and uh, I decided after the last episode that I didn't want to record any more podcast episodes until I was set up a little better. Um, I'm set up a little better now, but I have some learning to do, so hopefully the quality's okay. Uh, just a quick update on my homebrew operation. I recently finished the um, last bottle from a batch of Hefeweizen, and um, I enjoyed it enough that I decided to go and brew the same batch again. I did that this past Saturday, except I changed it up a little bit. I added um, a bunch of um, Amarillo and a bunch of Mandarino, Mandarino Bavaria to the dry, or not to the dry hop, I'm sorry, to the... Um, Whirlpool slash hop stand and um, should juice up the heavy and could be interesting. Um, it was two and a half ounces of each of those Amarillo and Mandarino Bavaria. Uh, the batch didn't quite turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, there were some problems on brew day. My pre boil gravity came in. Really, really low. So, my, my volume looked a little high, so I boiled and boiled down. And um, I just couldn't get it down to where it needed to be. And I decided to um, just go ahead and proceed. Um, it was a 30-minute boil after I pulled some off. It was intended to be a 30-minute boil. So, I dropped the first... Um, hop charge in for the bittering and um, just kind of take it from there. At the end of the boil, uh, ended up with a pretty um, low gravity from what I wanted. Um, this is supposed to be like a 6.2% ABV heavy. It's probably going to come in around 5.2 or 5.3 unless I just get a really, really good fermentation. And well, and that's what's happening. It's fermenting like crazy right now. And um, but you know it's okay. Uh, a five percent, five 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 and a half percent heffies. You know that's that's in range, so it'll be okay. But um, that's enough about that. I'll definitely let you guys know how it turns out though when it's ready to drink. <music> So I've recently been inspired to um, pick up the podcasting again, and um, I've also been rolling out the uh, Hophead Hardware Twitch channel. Working on the channel and the podcast wasn't going anywhere. It was just too much to do for both of them, plus the website, managing the um, homebrew club that we have on Discord. So um, I've decided to kind of put the Twitch channel on the back burner just so I can get more done um, here on the podcast and the website. Um, but, yes, personal time constraints. It's just there's just not enough time for all of that. What I will probably do is um, air the podcast on the Twitch channel as well, and you can find the link to that at hopheadhardware.com. But when I air those, um, I'll just 
throw the audio out there live, and I'll be hanging out in the chat to chit-chat back and forth with the viewers. But um, I just kind of wanted to tell everyone what made me pick the podcast over the Twitch channel. Um, I was inspired to do so by a local radio personality. Uh, I'm an avid talk radio listener, and luckily here in Chattanooga, we have a, a really, really good talk radio station. And probably my favorite personality on there um, got into a pretty bad situation recently. He um, was involved in a road rage incident, and um, this guy was chasing him down the road, being really aggressive. Pulled up beside him at pulled up beside him at a red light and um, brandished firearm at him. Well, um, the radio host. He's an outdoors guy. He's always got kinds of all kinds of outdoor equipment on him. He um, yanked a fancy hatchet, basically, uh, out of his bag and jumped out and attacked the guy's car. He uh, he says he thought he was about to get shot. He was just doing what he could, and he happened to be armed himself, but didn't want to have to kill the guy. So you know. You be the judge on that, but, you know, listen to his stuff before you judge, obviously. Um, but, man, I've listened to this guy for years, and I was kind of bummed. And, you know, a little on the fence about what he did. Um, I can see both sides. But he, um, it's been a bummer not hearing him on the radio daily, because, like I said, I've been an avid listener of the station, and him in particular, for a long, long time. Well, he um, decided to start a podcast. He's been suspended from work without pay, and as of two or three days ago, he was actually fired from the national conglomerate that owns the local station. So that's kind of bullshit, but that's a whole other story. And um, you can hear that on his podcast, which is called uh, Jeff Styles, S-T-Y-L-E-S podcast. It's a um, on Anchor, and I'm not sure if he's distributing out to the other podcasting services or not, um, but you can get there through jeffstylesamerica.com. But yeah, it's, I don't know, I was, I saw it on Facebook that he was doing the podcast, like, man, it's good to see Jeff's going to do something. I tuned in, and the first couple episodes are telling the story about what happened. You know, he's a local celebrity, and, you know, People want to know. And um, so he tells that. And then his third episode, he touches on the situation a little bit. And then he gets back into his, um, you know, a podcast. It's his normal radio content, outdoors stuff, uh, a little bit of politics, you know, just, um, just radio talk um, without just too much politics like most of it has. But we're not getting into all that right now. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, he's doing the podcast, and um, I should probably spend more time on mine. So, and I've looked at the viewers in this particular podcast, my podcast, um, is doing much better than expected, especially considering I've kind of been lazy with it and not done much. Well, well, I've been lazy, I've been preoccupied doing other things. So, yeah, I'm... 
I'm looking forward to kind of stepping it up. Like I said, I've got a, a better equipment set up now. Um, I've got to learn how to use it. I can already tell that I need a better mic, but um, that's not really a major issue. But yeah, the you know slowly step that quality up. I'm confident that it's good enough for now. So, um, the news recently came down that, um, tall grass, sorry, tall grass brewing out of Manhattan, Kansas is going to suspend operations. And, um, at first, you know, it seemed like they were just going to close up shop. And then it seemed like, okay, well, maybe they're not closing up shop. They're just going to, you know, stop the production facility, which to me made me think, okay, they're going to operate a tap room, maybe some small local distribution. And um, now it's just all kind of up in the air. Um, for what I'm seeing um, outside of Manhattan, not many people know what's actually going on there. And um, But it sucks because it's... What's happening to these guys is what I think we're going to start seeing a lot of in the craft beer world. Um, I remember when Tallgrass started, you know, distributing in Tennessee here where I am. They couldn't move enough or couldn't give us enough of the buffalo sweat. This stuff is so good. And then, um, you know... I don't know if we were, I don't know where we were in the distribution, if we were one of the first states, one of the last, I, I don't know. Honestly, I never heard of tall grass until we started getting their beer here and I tried Buffalo Sweat. Then they had their top rope IPA, which I absolutely loved. 8-Bit Pellel was awesome. Um, they had some good beers out there, but in my opinion, I don't know what what I think happened is I think they started growing too fast. And um, I know they it wasn't that long ago, maybe two, three years ago, they did a big expansion and um, probably to appease some investor, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. But that's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm assuming. And we've seen it before. Quality goes down when they do that. These breweries, they, they grow too fast. Uh, the quality suffers. And it's it's more of a meet-demand versus satisfy-the-customer situation. And it's, it's a business. There's, there's money on the line. Anyone that thinks that that doesn't matter and it's just an art and they need to get over it because that's just not reality. Um but I'm afraid that what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot more of this. Um, they're not going to balance growth versus, um, you know, meeting expectations properly. And you're going to get into this situation. I know here I've not, in Chattanooga, we've not seen much tall grass on the shelves in the last year. And it's because it wasn't selling. Nobody was buying it. I mean, 
like I just said, they couldn't give us enough buffalo sweat in the area for a while. And then it just kind of started to go downhill. And it, it never came back. Um, that's one thing about the brewing world. You start slipping, uh, the consumers, they're, they're brutal. They don't give you another chance. Unless you just release some mind-blowing something that they have to just have to try. They also neglected the hazy IPA, as far as I know. We didn't see it in our market anyways, if they did release some. And um, that's what's hot right now. And if you want to make it as a brewery, you should probably offer one if you don't have some niche that's pulling people in otherwise. Um, so these are just, they're my assumptions, but I will say I, I don't work for a brewery, but I work in the supply chain for breweries. Let's put it that way, in glassware supply, and um, among other things. But yeah, it's it's sad. And I hope the folks out there in Manhattan with Tallgrass can get it together and you know fix the issue. And you know, they don't want to say to all of you people, give them. Give these breweries that struggle a little bit, maybe things go downhill, um, just because the beer is not as good as it was, doesn't mean that it's bad now, if it did go on a decline. And don't always, don't think that they don't know that. Um, and that they won't, they won't get it right and fix the problems and produce you know, the same delicious or even better beer again. So give these guys a chance. We've got a, um, a brewery here in Tennessee, um, Fat Bottom Brewery and is the name. They were, they hit the market and their beer was not good. It was not good at all. I mean, some of it was downright gross. And they suffered for it for a long time. Um, I don't know all the details. I know the son is, or the uh, the owner is the son of a former governor that's now running for senate or you know, house. And I can't remember which it is, but he um, he's a former governor of the state, so you know there's some money there backing him and a lot of support, but the beer wasn't good. And they dropped out of the market here. That they're in Nashville. I'm in Chattanooga. It's you know not very far away, and nobody here was buying their beer. Uh, from what I heard, nobody up there was buying their beer. But they survived because they had a really really cool tap room. People went just because that place is really cool, even though the beer was okay at best and generally sucked. Well, they hired some talent in if I recall and don't quote me on this it could be wrong I think they actually hired some dogfish head talent and um, brought them in there and and they're producing some pretty good beer they really are and you know that back to tall grass this that could something like that could happen with these guys so you know don't bail on them <laughs> Thank you.
So I want to tell you guys about this really cool brewery that I came across the other day, uh, two weeks ago. Um, I wasn't physically there, and I've never had their beer. But on the um, Hophead Hardware Homebrew Discord, one of our uh, members said, Hey guys, Watermark Brewing is going live on Twitch. And um, let me say their name again just to make sure it was clear. It's Watermark Brewing Company. And um, their Twitch um, URL is twitch.tv slash watermarkbrewing. And um, it's like, oh, cool, brewing. I thought it was another home brewer. I'm, they're out of Michigan. Um, I've never heard of them. So, I mean, they're, you know, that's a good ways away from me. But, um, like, cool, another home brewer is going to do some brew day streaming. Nope, I was wrong. It's a legitimate, very legitimate commercial brewery out of Michigan. And um, so I tuned in. They were just getting started on their brew day. They were doing their, um, it's called Moon Boots IPA. And um, I was, I watched for a minute and one of the owners came and sat down in front of the computer and he's, you know, just, he's doing his normal brewery operation stuff in front of a webcam on Twitch. He's checking his emails and all stuff and, you know, he's watching chat and he's really, um, communicating with everyone in the Twitch chat, and I thought that was really cool, and I, and I was tuning in and out all day long, and they were just really cool guys, and then I started seeing, you know, got a little later in the day, and people started walking up, and to their, you know, their brewery was laid out really cool. It had like these big open doors on each side. He walked us around with the camera around the tap room. It's a really nice place. But um, these people get walking up and they're like buying cases of beer at a time. I mean, if people are coming and buying cases of beer, it's got to be good stuff, right? And uh, I don't know, they were, they were just really cool folks. I wanted to let you guys know about them. So they ended up joining our Discord channel. Um, it, I don't know the full story. I know they're really into like buying old cars and doing weird stuff with them, whether it be restoring them or buying an old van and cutting the top off and making it convertible. You know, really just crazy fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they. It seems like what they've done. They didn't outright say this. I know they live right by their brewery. Is like. These buddies are like, hey, look, open a brewery. And this is just from what I gathered. They didn't outright say this. I could be wrong. They're like, let's open a brewery. So they find this space. And there's a house there. So they live in the house. The space is right there. And they're like acquiring the block. And apparently there's like this beer mecca in Michigan. And it looked freaking awesome. And I want to try to um, set up some beer trades with some locals there if I can find them. Because... Watching their brew day, they looked like they were doing everything right. And um, it seemed like some good stuff. But yeah, um, if you use Twitch, um, shoot a follow or subscription to um, Watermark Brewing on there. And if you don't use Twitch, you probably should be.
last weekend, we, um, myself, my wife, um, my neighbor, his wife, and some of their family went up to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. It was my neighbor's birthday, and we did the um, we did top golf, which that was fun, but that's not what I'm going to talk about here. The wife and I, it's like, you know, as close as we are, we really just don't make it to Nashville that often. But we all planned on leaving Chattanooga at about 1.30 in the afternoon. And the wife and I talked, says, you know what, we've not been to Bearded Irish Brewery yet. We love their beer. It's just fantastic. I put their IPAs, their hazy IPAs, on par with Treehouse. I really do. And um, I like them that much. So we we left a little early. I thought we could go, you know, get a couple pints at um, Bearded Iris and meet them at our hotel room before we went and did all his birthday stuff. Well, weather hit and we got to Bearded Iris a little later than we wanted. Well, there was a Tennessee Titans preseason game as well, so we got kind of jacked up in traffic in a just awful downpour but we made it to the brewery it's like the clouds separated and the sun shined on the brewery for us it was it was pretty awesome but we we park and it's kind of an industrial area of town you don't expect to find this well maybe you do this awesome little brewery there well we start walking up, and there's this amazing smell of tacos. There's this little taco cart sitting out front, cash only, which is a bummer because I just I didn't have any cash on me, you know, card only at the time, and hadn't hit the ATM yet. So don't ever go to a brewery without cash in pocket first, just because cool things happen that only cash allows. But anyways, so. We go in. It's a weird little place. It, you know, it's really not my scene, but I'm okay with that. And um, I'm looking at their tap line lineup, and I'm seeing a lot of familiar things that I really like. And I know they had a release just released their. I think it was their second batch of their V fudge, and it's a vanilla fudge stout. Um, it's kind of a heavy hitter, and I did not get to try it the last time they released it. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm. it, it was a hit. It was a huge hit. But I'm like, hey, um, I'm in Nashville. I'm literally standing in the brewery. The beer's on tap. I'm getting me a pint of it. Um, my wife got a milkshake, a strawberry milkshake IPA. Now, I'm not sure if they called it a milkshake IPA, but it was, you know, a hazy, lactose, you know, nailed IPA or however you want to say it it was a freaking milkshake IPA strawberry based but my beer was I'm sure it was fantastic to most people I was I wasn't digging it it was too sweet for my taste it just I, I didn't like it I mean it wasn't so bad that I couldn't drink it it's just like i was looking over at their home style thinking that's like one of my favorite beers ever so 
I should have just got it, you know. I'm at the homeland for homestyle. I should have got the homestyle. But, you know, that's okay. I'm not whining. I, mean, I, I didn't hate the beer I got, the V-Fudge. It's just I didn't love it either. Uh, my wife got the, um, you know, the strawberry lactose IPA. It was a mood ring, what it was called. And it was fantastic. So we leave Bearded Iris and to meet up at the hotel room. They want $20 to park in our parking lot. And I was like, no, that's I'm not paying to park in a parking lot for a place that we reserved a room for months ago or weeks ago. So I pull in and I just kind of slowly roll past the guy taking payment. And I'm like, hey, we've got a room here. They're taking it because we're really, really close, like within walking distance to the um, Tennessee Titans Stadium. And you know, like I said, they had a preseason game. But anyways, so I roll past that guy. I tell him we have a room there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah you're good. So, you know, crisis averted. <laughs> and um, we go up to the room, and, you know, the whole all the crews start showing up. We're getting our stuff unpacked, all that good stuff. And we have a decent little bar down in the lobby. So we head down there, and they have the Little Harbor Brewing um, India Pell Kolsch. And it's a hopped up Kolsch. And it's freaking incredible. I've had it many times um, out of a can. Because, you know, they distribute down here. But, man, on tap, it was really, really good. Now, at the hotel, I was thinking, man, there's something a little off. I actually preferred it out of the can at that time. But, like, halfway between our hotel and the top golf facility we were going to was the actual brewery, Little Harper Brewery. So, we, we decided to walk over there. We got, you know, a little bit of time to kill before we're slotted to be at the golf thing. And... We walk in, damn it, there's a cover charge. Well, they have a band playing, they gotta pay the band, so that's fine. $10 a head. Seems a little steep, because really all we wanted to do was go in, drink a few beers, and leave. But hey, it's Nashville, it's Music City. Um, there's a lot of people, that's what they're doing, they're there to make a living. And uh, In Nashville, you're, you're getting better music talent than most breweries and bars have. That's just a fact. So, we're like, okay, 10 bucks a head. My wife and I asked 20 bucks. We get in, we order a couple beers. Hey, I get the India Pale Kolsch at the brewery. Super fresh on tap. Fantastic. But, you know, I already drank a few of these at the hotel. I just had one there at the brewery. They have a Hefeweizen in there. Really, really, really good. But, what I'm getting at is when you're in, if you're in Nashville, be sure to hit up Beer at Iris, because even though the beer I chose to order, I was not a fan of. I've had plenty of the beer, and it is next level. And I got a feeling Little Harpeth might not be getting the attention they should, because they have like a Beer at Iris so close. They have Yazoo not that far away. They have um, Southern Grist close by. Blackstone, I mean, I could go on and on. There's a lot of breweries in Nashville. But Little Harpeth Brewing is definitely 
one to check out. Thanks for listening to the Hophead Hardware Homebrew Podcast. You can always check us out at hopheadhardware.com.